Beatrice Spills the Beans on Codependency is a codependency recovery, emotional awareness, and exploration podcast. B is a mom, social worker, and recovering codependent, creating a space for like-minded people who have similar experiences to help empower and cheer each other on. Join B on her journey with emotional exploration. Hey friends, I am super excited because as I am recording this, the new T-Swift folklore album has come out and I am sweating Swifty, dancing Swifty, just Swifty all over the place. That album is gold and then it just made me go back and binge watch Miss Americana on Netflix, which is Taylor Swift's film and it's her coming out about her voice and her opinions and her experiences and what a great time to lift me up to create this podcast that is hopefully doing the same thing and speaking my truth and that's a reminder as I've been doing this I've been thinking there are people that might listen to this that have relations with me and they don't agree with the story but I just want to remind everyone, this is my story. Everybody remembers things differently and have different experiences. It's scientifically proven that they've done research on people can see the exact same incident and everyone sees it differently from their view. So just a reminder that when I talk about personal stories, those are from my lens. And if I do offend anyone that listens to me and is close to me, I would love to have those conversations and talk about things that might be triggering. My hope is that people find this podcast and grow some awareness in their emotional health and behaviors and their relationships with others and that their awareness sparks growth. Today we are going to talk about hashtag secrets keep you sick. Why secrets are different than keeping someone's confidentiality and gaining someone's trust when having a vulnerable, open relationship with someone. Why secrets are bad, why keeping secrets is hard work, and what symptoms and type of secrets I've kept in my life and how it's affected me. The first thing is, why are secrets bad? From an article in Scientific America, It says that secrets are associated with rapid progression of disease, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, lower well-being, and worse health in general. And keeping secrets is hard work because living with and thinking about secrets is harder than being open and honest. That's the mantra I was trying to think of in the previous episode. When I first started recovery, I learned the mantra how. Honesty, openness, honesty, openness, and willingness to try. So when going into recovery and learning that secrets aren't healthy, if it was an addiction recovery, keeping keeping it a secret that you're participating in addiction could be unhealthy. For me, having relationships with people who are abusive behind closed doors and not discussing it with my friends and loved ones was unhealthy. And so I have been keeping secrets my entire life. There is a difference between respecting people's privacy 
and not sharing their struggles and information and letting them share that on their own and focusing on yourself. And then there is the other side, which is keeping secrets. And what comes to mind for me is when I was a kid, when my parents would vent about each other, but then want us to not discuss what they had just unloaded on us and having those types of secrets or child abuse secrets, any type of abuse. When I've experienced abuse, keeping that a secret and not knowing if I should share those things, they weren't looked at negatively. That wasn't a trait that we thought was a bad trait. And when I say we, I think my family of origin, but I can definitely speak for myself on that one that I didn't think it was a bad trait. But research shows that living with and thinking about secrets is harder than being honest and needing to be on edge is exhausting. When people have secrets, they often are on edge about that secret being disclosed. So for me, I know plenty of people who have sexual abuse secrets that they haven't been open about with their family. And as hard as it is for me to be open about the sexual abuse that occurred within my family, I think that it's important for people in our family to know who have a history of these behaviors and who don't. I always personally think that it's best to not sweep things under the rug, especially when it comes to that, because it puts a lot of people at risk. But I know people that haven't had the courage to confront their abusers, especially if they're in the family, and even not just sexual abuse, but any type of abuse. Oftentimes when you're in a dysfunctional family, especially with a family of alcohol, you know, an alcoholic in it, you are taught that there's just certain things you keep secret. We don't talk about the fights that happen in the middle of the night. It was so awkward when people would call it out. I remember being so angry at anyone that called out the dysfunction and called it for what it was. I had a neighbor that asked us once if our dad and mom got a divorce and I got really upset and I was like, why would you ask that? And they're like, oh, I just haven't heard your dad yelling for the last couple of weeks. So I figured he must have moved out. And this person lived across the street. So and my dad's bedroom is on the opposite side of the house than where this person lived. So it was really embarrassing and it hurt my feelings. And when I was in high school, there was a guy who came over to our house to hang out with my brother, but he was in my grade and my dad, when we were growing up, he would sit up in the bedroom and his claim was because my mom couldn't keep the house clean and he didn't want to sit in filth. So he sat in his clean little area in his bedroom and he would walk up there at night and he would bang on the wall and we would serve him. So if he banged on the wall calling for us, we'd ask him what he want. He would yell a beer, food. Uh, whatever he needed, he would yell and we would have to deliver it to him. And someone told all my friends that that's what my dad did. And like everyone at school, not like just my like close friends, because they probably knew. And I was just so embarrassed because first off, I didn't even know that was wrong. And second, I was like, my dad works hard. He works so hard. He deserves us to take his shoes off when he gets home and to serve him his food and bring him beer and bring him a dessert and bring him a snack and bring him breakfast. He deserved that. Bring him coffee. My mom would set his clothes out. He deserved that, though. He deserved that. And not once did I think, oh, that's a power trip and that's really probably not healthy and 
growing up in a house where you serve your dad isn't probably the healthiest thing for me. I didn't question that once. I was like, no, I just got defensive. (laughs) I got defensive and I didn't understand it. So I think when honesty happened, it was so uncomfortable that I didn't, it wasn't a quality I really respected. I thought people should just, maybe that's why I was so good when my grandma had dementia of living in her delusions because I spent my whole childhood living in a delusion. Growing up in the church, we were taught to respect our elders and that you don't question authority. And I think that also played a role in me not having my own opinions and feeling like I didn't have a voice, which this podcast is pretty ironic with that because I I feel like I'm finally getting that voice that I had to keep silent because women don't speak or women don't speak their mind or because I had to keep secrets. And so being on edge is exhausting and keeping secrets and feeling like you have to keep up with the secrets and secrets lead to lies because you're trying to keep a secret. It just is like a perpetuating snowball of unhealthiness. And then the other thing is, is when I feel like when I'm keeping secrets and I don't feel like I'm on my path of my authentic self. I think that it interferes with me being able to listen into my higher power or my inner being or whatever you want to call it when I meditate because I'm so busy stressing about the secret and the guilt is eating me. And I don't know, maybe I'm just an overly guilty person, but I think that I'm sure people can relate to that. Secrets for me. When working my steps, I looked at the types of secrets that I had been keeping and what types of symptoms occurred from those secrets. And keeping family secrets, like I said, with my parents, if they were talking about each other or other family members, that judgmentalness was pretty normal and people have no problem talking about other people. And so knowing secrets or knowing things that someone didn't tell me directly or or knowing something that someone had done to someone else and they didn't know about it, or knowing what someone thought that the other person didn't know about. I was always being told things about other people, and there was never conversations about people talking about themselves and their own growth and their own. It just was a lot of pointing the finger to focus on other people instead of ourselves. And that caused a lot of chaos and lack of vulnerability because I didn't know who I could trust. And I'm sure that, like I said in my previous podcast, it was a lack of vulnerability for people that were close to me too, because they didn't know if I was going to respect any information that they shared or if it was going to be used against them. So I think it caused chaos and friction and it, it really wreaked havoc on, it wreaked havoc, is it wreaked havoc? That's a weird saying wreaked havoc it smelled of havoc I don't know it caused chaos in our family because people didn't know who they can trust and it really messed up relationships between people and that's something that I have to deal with myself with all types of abuse physical emotional and sexual abuse, all those types of abuse that have occurred, I think that it shut off my intuition and my ability 
to make healthy decisions for myself and to be my authentic self. But it also made me feel soulless. Like it made me just feel empty because I wasn't sharing with people the experiences I was having. And I was feeling so, I mean, I had anxiety, depression, shame, especially with my sexual abuse. I felt shame and self-hate and it was my fault. And it just made me feel like not a person. And I was filled with all of this shame, this shame of who I was and the secrets I was keeping, feeling like I wasn't You know, I was, I felt like it was my fault and I had sinned and I had, in growing up in a religious environment, put the pressure on me even more that I didn't want people to know the experiences I had because I thought that they defined me. And it was so isolating and lonely and it's sad because I can see when I look at old pictures of myself for my whole life, I feel like my Not my whole life, but I can look at pictures and see when my light dimmed and then when I got it back. And I think that the light in me honors the light in you. That saying really resonates with me because I do feel that I see the light in people and unfortunately I see when their light is dim. And I think that a lot of times that can come from keeping secrets. And I'm just here to say that If you have a secret of some type of abuse that you've experienced, I know that it doesn't seem like it would help to talk to someone. And if you don't have anyone safe in your circle to talk to, don't be afraid to reach out and talk to a therapist. There's great websites out there that promote online therapy if that's your thing. And there's great therapists in your area. Therapy is great. And it's a great place to have someone to disclose things to when you don't have anyone safe in your circle to share intimate things with. And for me, I'm I'm so scared on this podcast of talking about my abuse because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt people's tummies when I talk about it. And I don't want to hurt people's tummies, but I also feel like people who don't have the same experiences might gain some knowledge and some understanding or maybe no signs and I just feel like there's some benefit to talking about it, but it makes me so scared. Not because it's crazy. That's the codependent in me. I'm afraid to talk about my abuse because I don't want to hurt the people listening. Not because I'm worried about hurting myself. I feel like I've had very effective therapy and I'm sure I know like I've been having flashback recently a lot regarding my abuse and It does hurt, but I know that I can work through it in therapy. And so I think I worry about putting it out there and someone listening and it triggering something in them that they're not ready to deal with. But I just have to trust that I'm on my journey and people will listen when they're meant to. I just want people to be in the right space of mind to hear this. So that's how secrets are for me. I think they create a lot of shame and I... I'm still learning what secrets, I mean, I don't really think secrets are healthy. I think focusing on yourself and not breaking confidentiality of those who are being vulnerable with you is important. But the word secret, I think, is when people tell me to keep a secret, it drives me crazy because I rather, I don't know. Sometimes I want to know, but I think that's still my old me. I think that it's healthier for me not to know and I only know if I'm involved or it affects me or I'm finding out because I just don't think if it's gossiping 
like I think that it should be thought about like is this beneficial um like th- would this person benefit from this being talked about and is it something that someone else would be hurt if I didn't say it in front of them so I feel like one of my rule of thumbs with secrets is if I can't say it in front of the person or I haven't discussed it with a person I probably shouldn't be discussing it with someone else I really am a big fan of Brene Brown shout out to Brene Brown and she talks about the rumble which I think is from a Theodore Roosevelt quote but basically like people who are not in the rumble don't have a right to talk about or judge someone that is rumbling with something they've never experienced. It goes more into detail, but that's the gist. And I I was talking to my mom one day and I was like, if, if people aren't in the rumble, they're grumbling. So I think that people who don't talk about things head on and have honest and open conversations with people and confront people when there's issues are going around then those are the people that are going around grumbling about situations because they're not dealing with the situation head on and they're not being honest with themselves and others about how they feel. So they're going to 15 other people uh, to talk out the issue instead of fixing the issue and going to the person that they need to talk to, which I'm guilty of. I think that I'm talking on this podcast about stuff that I haven't even talked to my dad about yet because anytime I try to talk it hasn't been it's not shown like I've never felt safe to discuss the things that I want to discuss and so I know I'm very aware of like I have to be careful about what I say because I don't want to be just grumbling and I need to tell him and I think some things I would tell him and he wouldn't be receptive and I just don't feel like it's safe right now and that might just be my excuse because I'm scared (laughs) I'm still that scared I'm still that scared little girl I don't know I need to think about that but Just finding the courage to be upfront and honest and to face issues as they come. And say someone in my family is talking bad about someone else or like my my husband say, can you talk? Nobody talks bad about my husband. So this is a great example. So if someone said something about my husband to me, I'd say, I think you should talk about this when Jay's around and just remind them that, you know, this is a conversation that should involve him not be about him behind his back. So that's something that I do to help me navigate dealing with secrets and family dynamics and because there's always going to be those people who want to still keep those secrets. And that is my information on why secrets keep you sick and why it's healthy to be open and honest and to have open and honest relationships with the people that you are close to. That doesn't mean that everyone is a safe person to be open and honest with, but if they're not safe, that's probably a red flag that you should limit your relationship or your contact with that person. I'm not telling you that that's what you need to do, but that's definitely something I would think about if I'm in a situation where I'm not safe to be open and vulnerable with someone. Thank you for tuning in today. And if you resonated with anything on this episode, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at codependency at BeatriceSpillsTheBeans.com. And if you benefited from anything I talked about, I would really love if you send some love my way by doing a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. That is so helpful to me to be able to keep sharing my journey 
If you have a few moments, I would love to get a review from you. Thank you for joining me. And I just want to say the light in me honors the light in you. And remember that awareness sparks growth, my friends. See you next time. 